Epiphany. Let us begin our time together with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this on page 94 in the front of your hymnal. We begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your spirit so that we may live and serve you in the newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in our hearts through faith. Amen. We sing our gathering song, Christ Be Our Light, 715.
Our service continues on page 138, again in the front of your hymnal. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. <clears throat> Glory to God in the highest, and peace to God's people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, the Father. Receive our prayer, for you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. In the glory of God the Father, Amen. Will you join with me in the prayer of the day for this fourth Sunday after Epiphany? You'll find this printed at the top of your bulletin insert. Almighty and ever-living God, increase in us the gifts of faith, hope, and love, and that we may obtain what you promise. Make us love what you command through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us receive God's word. Good morning. The first reading is from Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 10. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were, be were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, oh, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, do not say, I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, 
for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. The word of the Lord. Please read the psalm responsively following in the dark print. In you, O Lord, have I taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Be my strong rock, a castle to keep me safe. You are my crag and my stronghold. For you are my hope, O Lord God, my confidence since I was young. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 13. If I speak in tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove, as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for some prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I came in a, became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror, dimly, but then we see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even, I have been full, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three and the greatest of these is love. The word of the Lord. Our service continues on page 142 with the gospel acclamation. I invite the congregation to please rise as we sing. Gospel according to St. Luke, the fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated for the reading of the Gospel. 
If you remember from last week, this may sound familiar as we begin in chapter 4, verse 21, which we left off from last week's reading. Then Jesus began to say to all in the synagogue in Nazareth, Today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, Is, this, is not this Joseph's son? And he said to them, Doubtless, you will quote me this proverb, Doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, do here also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did in, at Capernaum. And he said, truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there are many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah when the heavens was shut up for three years and six months. And there was a severe famine over all the land, yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage, and they got up. And they drove him, Jesus, out of town and led him to the brow of a hill in which their town was built so that they might hurdle him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I'm going to invite the children to come forward at this time. If you want to come up, I have some chairs set over here. I don't know if I have a chair for everyone. Some of us might have to sit on the floor. And I'm going to have you face a, a stained glass, the same stained glass that everyone else is looking at up on the slide, called the blessing of the children. And so some of us are going to have to sit on the floor, and that's okay. And uh, Reagan, there's even a neat step that you could sit in in the corner there. And there's another neat step if someone tall wants to sit over there. Okay, yeah, you two sisters can fit in there, can't you? Mason and Leah? Although we can't see your bright, shiny faces. And we've got one chair left here. Nora? Oh, there we go. Landon takes a, a spot. And Parker. All right. What I want you to do is to look at this, at this beautiful stained glass. What do you see? What do you see here? Kids, right answer. How many? Lots of them, right? Lots of kids in this picture. And who's the adult that you think that's in this picture? That's the God. Jesus, God, right? God in the flesh, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. How do you know it's God? How do you know it's Jesus? Yeah, he has this glorious crown around his head that shones. And so he's holding these children. Is God frightening? Is Jesus frightening? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that, Landon. <laughs> In this picture, is Jesus frightening? No. no. What's he showing? What's he, what's he doing? Hugging the, Hugging the kids, showing kindness. In mercy and grace and love, blessing 
Here Jesus is blessing the children and Jesus blesses us. I've prepared a special video today that uh, Byron is going to show um, and at the end of my sermon. So you really have to pay attention today. And I just want to mention this. It was so neat. Candy Shada and I were having coffee this morning before anybody got here. We were the only ones here in the sanctuary, in the church, in the church. And she was sharing with me, Pastor, you know, it's just amazing how God works through kids. And I go, yeah, it is amazing. And she goes, the other thing that I've been, I have this tablet and I've been following this. Those who have experienced heaven and have been able to come back and share their experience. And then she talks about Colton Burplow. And I go, Candy, you're not going to believe this. I'm actually going to show a clip, Heaven is for Real. And we're going to hear from Colton's dad, who's a pastor of Crossroad, Crossroad Wesleyan Church in Nebraska. And so we'll tee that up in a little bit. But what's amazing is that God blesses us as children. Blesses us all through our lives. But it's amazing what God is doing in your life and how you're making a difference. And I want you to hear how you are a blessing. God blesses you and you in turn bless others. Here's a card. Dear Sunday school children, who are they writing to? If you're a Sunday school child, raise your hand. Or student. Oh, okay, this is for you. They can listen in. Dear Sunday school, I want to thank you for your wonderful casserole. I just got a new hip and I couldn't walk on it yet. John's cooking is limited. Is John here? <laughs> it is limited to toast and popcorn. She writes, yuck. This money, and she included, her and John included a check. This money is to keep the casserole idea going. Great job, students. Send the recipe if you have time. Love, John and Deb Laycock. To Wayne Zion Church and young members. Now, who is this being written to? Me. Yeah, raise your hand. How about you all? Is this for you? Okay, you can listen into this one. Thank you so much for the care package. The included supplies, the candy, will be extremely useful for finals week. College has been great so far. I'm thankful to know that I have the support system back home rooting me on. I always really appreciated, I also appreciated the including of the notes from the confirmation and Sunday school students. You wrote a note of encouragement. Thanks again for thinking of me, Casey Rickles, a student at UNI. You are a blessing. And you are sharing God's love. You are leaving Jesus' lap and going out into the world. And like we're going to see from Colton and how he's blessed so many people, we'll learn how faith opens our eyes, that God is love, and that heaven exists both here and in heaven and on earth. And so let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for these little ones and the way in which you bless them and they in turn bless us. Thank you for childlike faith. Thank you for the gift of faith. Thank you for being a God who isn't a bully, but a God, and, and a God who doesn't keep rules, but a God who loves us and who forgives us and calls us by name and that God has something very wonderful and that we can experience the gift of heaven here on earth. And we know that you have a very special place for us 
when our life ends here, that we will end up in your lap again. We pray this in Jesus' name. And the kids say a real loud amen. Amen! All right. You can go back to your seats. Thank you. Give them a hand. Whew. Not always sure how that's going to go. Brecken. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the expression of God's love in Jesus Christ. Amen. Last Sunday's gospel, we were with Jesus and some of his disciples. They had gone back to Nazareth. It was Jesus' hometown. They went to the synagogue as was custom on Saturday morning, the Sabbath. And while he was there, he was invited to read. Read the scriptures. So he stood up and they handed him a scroll and he unrolled it and he read from Isaiah chapter 61. And then after reading it, he sat down. And all the eyes of the congregation were on him. And after what seemed to be like a very, very, very long pause, Jesus with authority and grace shares with the congregation, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Speaks nothing of faith, but in your hearing. Our reading ended there. Today on this fourth Sunday after Epiphany, we pick up Luke where we ended in chapter 4, verse 21. And the verses that follow are quite interesting. And they have an interesting twist. At first, everyone spoke well of Jesus. They were amazed at his gracious words that came from his mouth. It gave them assurance. But then they began to question in their hearts and then outwardly with their mouths, saying, is this not Joseph's son? Wait a second. How can this be? Who does he think he is? speaking to us this way, if he were some great prophet like Isaiah. Jesus would challenge them with scriptures in reminding them that with God all things are possible. But this only enraged them more. And the tide quickly turned the other way. Like that day that will be coming ahead and the crowd will be singing or be singing hosanna 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 and then after a very short couple of days this same jesus will be arrested and the crowd start shouting crucify him crucify him crucify him at the top of their lungs After Jesus rolled up the scroll, handed back, sat down, seemed like a long pause, and the questions were coming. After this, the congregation got up. They drove him to the edge of the town and led him to a brow of a hill where Nazareth is built. And they thought they would hurl him off the cliff. His life was in immediate danger. He, he could have been killed right there, right then. But no. 
His life is spared. In fact, he passes through the enraged, angry crowd, untouched, unharmed, and went on his way. Amazing, is it not? God chooses love. God chooses life, not death, not anger, not even righteous anger. God chooses to respond to humanity in God's love. Agape love. Unconditional love. The other writer, our writer of today's second lesson, Paul, he understood this more than any of the apostles. And let me remind us of Paul's disturbing beginning that led him into a life of faith in his faithful journey. Okay, confirmation students, this is where if you're here in sanctuary, take good notes because you're going to outshine your students in about an hour from now. Paul's life started out pretty ugly. Then Saul was known to the world and especially those who were labeled the way. Those who were the followers of the risen Lord Jesus Christ. For they all knew that Saul was a crusader and all he wanted to do was to stamp out the memory of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And this is all recorded in Acts chapter 9. Saul breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He found any who belonged to the way, whether they were men or women, it didn't matter. He was eager to imprison them and put them on trial. They too were blasphemers. And as he neared the town of Damascus, suddenly a bright light flashes around him, before him, and he is instantly blind. He will now need to see through his heart and not through the optical lens. Falling to the ground, he heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And Saul responds, Is that you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? The voice came from the risen Lord and replied, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and I will tell you what to do. The tables now are turned. Saul was shown great mercy, love, kindness, grace. And later the Holy Spirit would enter him while he was still blind. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and Saul could see again. But his vision changed. He no longer saw hatred, but he saw a God, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel with us, who is love. And he got up and he was baptized. And he did it before he had even taken any water or food. For they tried to feed him, but he felt that he was unworthy in the presence of the Lord to even take nourishment. And Saul, after this, grew more and more 
powerful, not in anger, but in love. And this baffled the Jews living in Damascus. Saul was now, the, now proving that Jesus of Nazareth is the, the Christ, the Messiah, that the prophets of old spoke of. And God would change Saul's name to Paul. Did you get that? And Paul would be the writer of 13 letters, making up nearly half of the 27 books of the New Testament. Ooh, did you get that? In our New Testament lesson, Paul writes about God's love, the power in the cross, what people meant for evil. God created good with love and the power of the cross. The love Paul speaks of is agape love, which puts the needs of others before ourselves. In this observance of epiphany, this time that we are in this epiphany, Paul proclaims, it is through self-sacrifice the word of God is revealed to us. The children making casseroles and going out and having their pastor bring it to people who are hurting. God is revealed. This week, as I travel around, sometimes on duty, sometimes not, I bump into people. I bump into people who are reaching out to their neighbor and bringing a hot dish. It happened twice this week. The Laycocks were blessed and the temples were blessed. And I think what a credible church family we are that God reveals God's agape love through us. And how do we feel when we go and we serve our neighbor, especially when we go and we serve at the food pantry? We don't even have, know our neighbor, and sometimes, I hate to admit it, but even this pastor, I sometimes judge those who come through the food pantry. How dare me? I don't know their story. We all have a broken story. And when Lent comes and, and we decide again this year, let's give to where the congregation feels the need is to give our Lenten offering, how those people who will never meet us, but somebody sitting here in this sanctuary feels that it would be good to give an offering to this ministry or that organization, how they will be blessed. It is in doing that God's word is revealed through us, through agape love. Whatever barrier exists between us and hearing God's self-giving word, God's love through Jesus Christ breaks down those barriers, promising to go with us, alongside us. I want to read again the words that Kathy read from Paul's letter, just a snippet. If you have faith so as to move mountains, but you don't have love, I'm nothing. If I give away all my possessions and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. You see, love is patient and kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist in its own way. It is not irritable, resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. 
Love never ends. Almost done. Faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. A wonderful video that's in our library called Heaven is for Real tells about Colton, who is just a, a four-year-old. Something suddenly came upon him and required emergency surgery and things didn't go so well. I don't know if he was actually pronounced clinically dead, but it was a scary moment for his family to be sure. Colton awoke out of that situation. The doctors and the nurses were somehow able to revive him. And then he began to share things, share things that spoke about a God of love. He experienced forgiveness. He met a sister that he didn't even know that he had. His mom and dad never shared with their children that their first child died in the womb. They didn't even know that that child was a girl or a boy, and Colton was embraced by a little girl who shared with him, I'm your sister. And he met a grandpa that he never knew. And, and how do you explain it? So his dad, who's a pastor at the Westling Crossroad Church, tried to explain it in the most simple way. I want you to pay attention as I'm going to quiet myself and we're going to watch this video. Pastor Dad unrolls a sermon. There's three things on there. Faith open eyes. And I'll say, faith opens the eyes of our heart. The second is, God is love. And heaven is real. Heaven on earth as it is in heaven. As in the Lord's Prayer. Let us watch this video clip. I'm standing here today with wounds that are still healing, fears that are still echoing, and in that way maybe some of you are sitting here this morning exactly like me. I can say truthfully that the pain that I suffered, it was nothing compared to watching my son that close to death. So now, we got a question. Was Colton in heaven? Yes. He was in the heaven that God showed him. Is heaven real? Because if heaven is for real, we'd all lead different lives, wouldn't we? Would we? Really? Haven't we already seen heaven? In the first cry of a baby, the courage of a friend, the hands of a nurse or a doctor, the love of a mother or father. Haven't we already had a glimpse of heaven and so often chosen the hell of hate and fear? Is heaven for real? Every single one of you has asked that question. All of us have. And for me, the answer is yes. I see it. 
so I believe it. What we believe changes what we perceive, and I believe that God, he's love. 10,000 times I've been here and I've talked about on earth as it is in heaven. And I don't know that I ever listened to that. And my son, he saw something. He, he saw heaven. He'll tell you all about Jesus. How about that name, Jesus? Ooh, Jesus. Creates so much hope in so many of you. So much distrust in so many others. That's okay. I believe God asked me to be a pastor. Did he insist on my vision being the same as yours or yours? Of course not. Did he make me one of those heroes like that lion and the bear and unicorn I preached about? No, that's what I wanted. God had a different plan. God, crush my pride. Open my heart. love and all I have to do the one thing this love requires is that I let others know they're not alone is love. May he crush our hearts of pride so that we can share with others to remind them that they are not alone, that whatever we're going through, God loves us, and God calls you by name, and by the grace of God, may he lead us to care for others, and when we need that, that others will be led to us the gospel of our Lord. Amen.
us share the affirmation of our faith as we find it in the Apostles' Creed. You can find this on page 105 or in the back inside of your hymnal cover. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again, ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us in abundance so that we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. After each petition, I will end. It'll be a little bit different than what you see in your bulletin. I will end with God of grace and our response, hear our prayer. Guide your church in all ways of faith, hope, and love. Cultivate ministries and communities of compassion that bear witness to your enduring presence among us. God of grace, teach us to live in humility on earth. Curb arrogance that leads to destruction of natural resources and disregard for future generations. Inspire the work of scientists who urge us to live in harmony with your creation. God of grace, you are the refuge of all who seek hope and freedom. Accompany immigrants, refugees, and asylum seekers who cross borders to find safety and opportunity. Embolden leaders to draft compassionate policies on behalf of immigrants and those who assist them. God of grace. Love bears, believes, hopes, and endures all things. Comfort with your love all who are lonely, fearful, brokenhearted, Sustain the hope of all of those who suffer in mind, body, and spirit, and for those who seek healing. We lift before you Carol Helgens, Gwen Edwards, Kalinda Stadmuller, Marty Scharf, Andy Zimmerman, Deb Laycock, Diane Temple, Ron Andreessen, for Floyd and Jay Reddy and Marlene Faulkner, Jim Koperich and Digger Naus, Jeff Naus's dad. And Lord, we offer prayers of encouragement for Vicar Holly Naus, and for our brothers and sisters at St. Peter and Paul. And Lord, we also seek protection for our military sons who are oftentimes in harm's way. For Ben Harms and David Frankford, Trevor Owen and Dustin Starn. God of grace, your grace falls upon young and old alike. Bless the gifts of children in this congregation. What a gift to stand with them at this beautiful stained glass and part of our sanctuary, to remember that we are loved by God who came to live and be amongst us, who showed us how to care for the poor and the needy, to help those who need healing and wholeness. Give us humble hearts to follow their leadership, our children and their faith Inspire us with their laughter and their insight and their curiosity. 
and be with our Sunday school teachers today, especially Blake and Karsten. God of grace, we praise you for those who have gone before us and now see you face to face. Abide with us in this mortal life until we rest in the arms of your never-ending love, God of grace. Since we have such great hope in your promise, O oh God, we lift these in all our prayers, spoken and unspoken to you in confidence and faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be yours always. We received this morning's offering, and I'm going to ask for Connor and Maddie to help me. As we do, we sing our song, which is, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Children blessed by God, I invite you to rise now as we pray for these offerings. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Speaking of our children, we're still in need of Sunday school teachers, uh, young or old, it doesn't matter. We do a, a team teaching. Barb does a wonderful job of uh, preparing uh, the information for Sunday school. If that's something that you would like to do, we'd love to have you do that. And so there are opportunities to sign up for February 20th, 13th, and 27th. And special thanks to Blake and Karsten. Um, I found out that um, Blake is... Uh, He's really a neat guy. Uh, no, what, what, you're the best, what was it? Best guy ever. Best guy ever. Blake is the best guy ever. I seriously, I, I talked to him on the phone and uh, Emily was so kind to hand me her phone and it said best guy ever and I said, hello, best guy ever. And he said, uh, this is Blake Schulte, who am I speaking to? <laughs> Thank you, Blake and Karsten. And I saw Karsten, uh, what was it, like two o'clock on Friday and you had the biggest smile. It's like, Pastor, Weekend's here, <laughs> and, I'm, and I watch him pull out of Cardi's, and I'm like, you drive that big rig? Oh, my goodness. A lot of responsibility. 
Uh, other uh, announcements, uh, let's see, uh, sponsoring today's radio broadcast, let's give a big thanks to Judy Weirs. Are you here today, Judy? In and amongst us, no? All right, Judy, thank you for sponsoring today. And look at this, uh, in thankfulness for Wayne Zion's radio broadcast. Uh, let's see, other things to, oh my goodness. Um, Amy, do you want to come to the mic, or are you good, are you back there? What do you want to do there? You're just going to stand there and shout? Okay, shout real loud. All right, thank you so much. And the proceeds of that will go to our kids' future mission trips, so thank you for that. Believe it or not, after two years, we're going to bring it back, soup suppers. Uh, we'll try to distance ourselves a little bit. Uh, we have four of them. Two are already taken. Can you believe it? Uh, so uh, our, our bell choir has already grabbed a hold of one, and our uh, kids who will be going to Minneapolis have grabbed the other one, so it only leaves two left. So if you're part of a committee that wants to uh, raise money through the soup supper, it is soup, again this year, soup, bread and crackers, and we're keeping it simple. Wayne Zine has a tendency to bring out the full course meal, and this is Lent. And so we're going to go with just soup. I'm sorry. I had to, somebody had to deliver the bad news. <laughs> but we only have two more. Uh, the other thing, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for your giving throughout the year. Uh, I ran into Marvin Dushanika. You know, you've got to be careful, Marvin. When you talk to the pastor before the service, he goes, Pastor, I really like the way we collect the offering. He says, uh, it's nice to be able to drop my offering as I come into the sanctuary. How many feel like Marvin? It's a nice way to collect the offering. Well, some clap. I don't know. Okay. So it's kind of a mixed group. <laughs> and uh, even though, yeah, there you go, Parker. Even though we haven't passed the plate, you have been so good and uh, sending in your, your, your gifts. So thank you for that. Uh, the theme for Lent, you see at the bottom of your bulletin, Psalm 1, Tree of Life. You'll learn more about that. And a letter will be coming out to you sometime around February 15th that will let you uh, know a little bit more about our Lenten series coming up this year. Are there any other announcements that we have? Yes. Choir will meet at 10.30 in the Narthex. Choir in the Narthex at 10.30. With that, I invite you to go ahead and to stand up and to receive this blessing. The Lord bless you, make his face shine upon you, send you grace and mercy and love, that he blesses you as a child of God, that you go out and you share God's love, that you are his instrument, you are his peace, you are his love, you are his creation. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Let us sing this wonderful I think it's Norwegian, but we're going to call it a German hymn. Go, my children, with my blessing.
Christ into a weary world and share the good news. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.